today, Lord, we just thank you for healing us. We thank you for what your son did over 2,000 years ago on that cross for us so that we can walk in divine health and holiness, wholeness. And we thank you, Father. We bless you in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Father, I thank you for allowing us to hear your word and activate it in our lives and be made whole in every way. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Well, a new wind. A new wind is blowing. It's already come. And it, what's so important about this wind is the Bible says to prophesy. Prophesy to this wind. Amen. Because when the wind is coming and it's blowing, you know, it's, it's a, 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 it signifies blessings come upon the earth for the people of God. Amen. But this wind can only be, let's see, how can I say, consumed by those who believe. Consumed by those who are waiting for something of God. Those who are, I should say, those who are expecting God to do something in this hour. Amen. So this is a prophetic season and a prophetic wind. It's a season, a prophetic season of rain. It's a season of blessing, a season of blessing and recovery. And that's the season we're in right now. You don't have to pray for it. It's already here. Amen. It's a season of change, a season of advancement, a season of healing and prosperity. Behold, the days are coming saith the Lord, where blessings and reward will outweigh our past sins and our past failures. It's a time of further testing our, our greatest faith. So in this season, God is testing your greatest faith. Amen. But the winds, we have the prophetic winds, this, this season of rain that's already come upon us. In other words, we have nothing to lose. There is nothing we can't lose. Because God set everything up in order for us to, to do nothing but win. All we need to do is prophesy. Because this wind is blowing. God has sent the wind. He sent the anointing. In other words, the anointing is here for you to get everything that you need. Amen. And, in, and this is the thing. It's already done. And this wind, this wind is healing and prosperity. Hallelujah. Behold, blessings come. Reward comes for all of your diligence and hard work. This is a season we've been waiting on. So why aren't we happy? Amen. We're not happy because we don't know how to get it to manifest in, our, in the natural. And that's what bugs us. Amen. But see, that's carnal thinking because it's already here it's already done all we need to do is believe it god can't believe nothing for you we have to believe it for ourselves amen uh he has in other words this is what we need to activate your faith how do you activate your faith by believing it remember that spiritual equation believing plus um believing plus what is it Plus speaking, amen, prophetic, because this is a prophetic wind that we speak to it. 
Yeah, and it, it equals having it. So believing plus saying. So in other words, are you saying it? Are you believing it? Then you have it. And that's all you have to do. Amen. It's already done. But let me tell you what your biggest enemy in this, this season is. Is figuring, uh, reasoning, trying to figure out, well, why did, it's, it's childlike faith is what's going to get this. Childlike faith where, okay, I believe I received when I prayed. I prayed, so it has to happen. Well, why don't I feel healed? Because you're still questioning it. Once we understand that this Bible is true, in other words, we have to make a decision that, to believe the Bible. Make a decision. Make a decision. That the Bible is true. Once you make that decision, you got it. Amen. So I, I always try to remind myself of that spiritual equation. Believing plus saying equals having. Amen. Just, just like X plus Y equals Z. Just like the mathematical equation. There's equations in the spirit ramp too. And they work. I'm telling you, you know why they work? Because it's already done. There's nothing you have to do except to believe it. God can't believe for us. We must do this big task. This is so hard. Amen. We got to do it all by ourselves. Amen. So this is a season where further testing of our greatest faith. This is our greatest faith. And you know what testing our greatest faith is? Believe, uh, let's see. Us showing God. That we believe that spiritual equation. Believing plus speaking. Because see, if you believe it, you're going to speak it. So believe it, speak it, and have it. But that's the test of our greatest faith. You know why? Because that's what stumps most Christians. If we start right there, we're good at the praying. And we're good at that breakthrough. Getting a breakthrough. I'm, I'm praying for a breakthrough. And we're good at hanging in there until almost the end. But when we get to the, to the end, you know, having done all, stand, the devil pounds us and we give up and we, because we allow him to wear us out. And the only way you can stop the devil from wearing you out is increasing your, your faith and your knowledge. See, knowledge is good, but it's no good if you don't act upon the knowledge that you have. So, so knowledge acted upon, acted upon will bring you good results. And so you've got to know something, but you know you've got to know how to put something that you know in, into practice. And so we need to activate our faith. By stepping in there, believing what we've been told, believing what we know already. Because, see, we know all this stuff. But it's getting that into the natural realm that stumps us every time. And it's so simple. We, what is that term? So simple it don't make sense. So simple it don't make sense. And what is it? Saying it. And just believing it. And that's how you receive it. If you don't, you don't say it because you don't, you're scared that it might not happen. And so whenever, and this is another thing, you can do some self-analysis on yourself. If you say you're sitting waiting for the manifestation, you're not in faith. I had found that out the hard, long way. If you are waiting on the manifestation, then you're not in faith. It's hard to believe because faith is now. You believe you receive when you pray. 
And so, you know, and all you're doing is just agreeing with the word of God. And so that's all we need to do is agree with the spiritual equation. Believing plus saying is, is having it. And so there's no more waiting because God has sent this wind, this spiritual wind. And it has everything that we need. And this wind is blowing to and fro. It's blowing past us. It's all around us. And all we have to do is take a step of faith. You know, you step out and agree. All it is, a step of faith is agreeing with what God's already done. <laughs> agreeing with what he's already done. And you will have it. Amen. Well, I'm still in pain. I'm still healed. See, when you have a, a pain, that's a feeling. Doesn't mean you're not healed. Well, I still got symptoms, but you heal. But when the devil, when you start lining up your thinking with the devil, that's when he got you. And what does he do? He lay more, if you accept those, he'll lay more on you, more symptoms on you, more symptoms, until you need to go to emergency. That's how it happens every single time. But if we will attack the devil at the beginning of his suggestions... And call it down. But see, we don't want to be looking stupid and sounding stupid to people because we still have symptoms. Well, I still have symptoms, but I'm healed. I know I'm healed. See, there was a time when I thought I wasn't. And there was a time when I questioned it because I felt so bad. But you know what? The more you get into that word and the more you seek God, and the more that, the more this word becomes real to you, until you know that you know. See, healing starts on the inside, and this is something we need to understand. It starts on the inside first before the outside. So what do you do? What does the Bible say? It says believe in your heart. So when you allow your heart to believe, that's an inward dealing. That's an inward thing. And when you believe with your heart, that truth is on the inside working something out. It's just like that cursed a fig tree the roots were under the ground it started within the healing process or the death process whatever it is that jesus wanted to happen i'll put it like this what jesus said it started internally in that tree healing starts internally in our bodies that's why we don't see the results of what we say immediately sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But you must believe you receive. That's why it says, I believe I receive when I pray. When did I pray last week? Well, are you still in pain? Yeah. So you healed? Yes, I am. How do you know? Because I believe I received it when I prayed. Even though I still have symptoms, I still see if you stay in that vein. If you stay in that mental vein, I'm telling you, the symptoms must let go. You know why? Because they don't have anything else to hold on to. So they must leave. They will leave. Why? Because they have to leave. They have to go. They cannot stay because God's already taken care of that. Well, where's your husband? Well, he's, he's with me. He's with me. Amen. Hallelujah. How you know? Because God said he said. So all I'm doing is believing what, that I received when I prayed. 
Amen. Now, I'm not worried about the manifestation because I already got the I already got the certification that it's already happened. I have the knowing, and that knowing started in my heart. Amen. So you'll never get anything if if it don't start in your heart. You you won't get anything. Now people can get healing because of a mass faith, you know, like a Benny Hinn. But I'm telling you, those people cannot keep those healings. Most of them don't. If it's not a change in their thinking, if they don't receive it in their hearts. But see, you got to have a mind change before you have a heart change. And I'm telling you, God is so. Um, Let's see how he cares about us so much that he sent this spiritual wind. And inside of this spiritual wind, there's healing, deliverance, breakthrough, blessing. You know, everything pertaining to life and godliness is in this new wind that he is blowing past the people of God. And all you need to do is just jump out and just grab it. It's just like if uh, uh, you have a dollar or two dollars in your hand and the wind blow and it blow out your hand you run and you try to catch that dollar well it's just the same thing you gotta run and catch it reach out and grab and catch what god has for you so this spiritual wind or some people call it a prophetic rain amen and it has everything that you need in it but you have to believe that amen and all it is tweaking your thinking Amen. So this is a time of testing your greatest faith. It's like Paul was at the end of his his uh, fight. He was fighting a good fight of faith. And he said, um, I press toward the mark. Well, you've got to press to the end, to the, to, to the finish line. You've got to press, and that's what, but see, God has sent help. He sent this wind. And so you don't have to go back and try to figure out where your stuff is. It's in the spiritual wind. Amen. And in other words, God is bringing it to you. You don't have to go looking and figuring, well, when, when was the last time I believed? See, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is repent and, and reach out and grab. Grab hold. You heard that saying, grab hold of what God has for you. And it's all you have to do. And we're living in that time right now. Amen. Hallelujah. We're living in a time where faith is being stretched. Amen. But you're at your calmest. You're at your most confident. Why? Because you're in faith. When you don't be worrying about nothing, that's that's your faith. You've moved over into another realm where you're not... um, Doing war, you know, I'm, I'm into spiritual warfare, and I'm, ooh, this warfare is heavy. You pass that stuff, and you're in a place of rest, a place of peace, in a place of knowing that you know that you know that God has come through for you, and you can have it at any time. Amen. I'll say it again. You can have it at any time. That's what scares us. We can have it at any time. It can come any time. It can come at 3 o'clock today. And it's 1.25. And see, that's what gives us a little scare. Because we've been praying, praying, praying for years. And then when God is behold doing a new thing, and you can have it at any time, we, we kind of back off. 
because we start to question again, is this really it? Is this it? But see, you have to trust. You, this is where you're, and that's why I'm saying that this is your greatest, you're pushed to the max, to your greatest faith. Because you need it. You got to press. Like Paul says, I press to the mark of the calling, of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. He had to press to get to the finish line. Amen. Sometimes the finish line getting there is harder than when you started off not knowing. Amen. But we have to hang on and, and hang on and stay in faith. And and if you don't, your desire, see the devil will take your desire and sand it down you know what happens to a piece of wood when you keep sanding it it wears thin and he'll take your desire and well you don't want to know more you know it's like i don't you know but you have to allow the holy spirit because he is your helper he's your comfort your great reward he is all the things that we are not and so we need the holy spirit to help us press forward amen so that we'll still want this thing that we fought for for so long. So what does God do? He sends the wind. And he sends, um, he kind of like kicks you out of the cradle. You know, it's like you've been here long enough. You've been hauled between two opinions too long. Make up your mind because I'm kicking you out of this, this safety hatch or whatever. And he'll start to catapult you into the natural, into the real deal. He'll he'll just, you know, it's like we've been on a springboard, but we never dove. And you know how the harder a swimmer jumps on that diving board, he goes higher and higher. But at some point, you got to stop jumping and you got to die. <laughs> or somebody do like that, kick you off. God is in that kickoff position where he's kicking a lot of us off that diving board. And we call it catapulting. And so he's catapulting a lot of people into their destiny. Amen. Because he knows we want it. It's just that that fear is always coming back to greet you how you do. Amen. So your greatest pressure to quit is in the last days where... Victory is won, but you have to hang in there and realize that this is the time that you have to hold out and prove out to God, because this separates the men from the boys. I think this is why the Bible says, let the, the wheat and the tariff uh, grow up together, and I'll do the separate. He separates the true saints from the fakers. Every single time. And that's the other, that's the season that we're in, not the other season. It's all in the wind. This is the season where the true and the fake have a showdown. Amen. And if your God is, is more diligent and more powerful, then bow to him. And if my God is more powerful and diligent, then you bow to him. But make up your mind. Are y'all here today? Amen. So we're all being catapulted into a new realm of thinking. Amen. Like a springboard, I explained that. So we are springing forth. And that's in Isaiah. To, to stretch forth, you know, your, your curtains or your, your, your faith, your curtains of faith. 
stretch. This is a time where you need to stretch and don't look back. Amen. And consider not the things of old. Why? Because God is doing a new thing. Let's go to Isaiah 43. We'll read it. Amen. No clinging to the past. Let it go. That's why a lot of us have to be pushed off that diving board. Amen. But we must get enough leverage to spring forth. And that's why God will allow you to bounce and bounce and jump and jump before you before you die. You've been on that thing for four or five years. Why? <laughs> well, I'm still trying to get my leverage. And so God has to kick us out into the water. Amen. Because if you like me, I'll probably stay up there and jump and jump and jump and jump some more. But God is saying, you've got enough leverage. You know, I'm sending the wind to blow you off of that, <laughs> that place of security. And blowing you into the new realm that I have for you. Amen. Why? Because God wants you to receive everything that he's promised you. Isaiah 43, verse 19. And it says, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the road in the wilderness means I'll make a road where there was none. Where you didn't see anything, I'll put it there for you. I'll make it. It wasn't there before, but I'll make a road where there wasn't one. And rivers in the desert. Now, you know there's no rivers in the desert. But he says, I'll even make that for you. And the beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. To, thank, to give drink to my people, my chosen. This, and this people I have formed for myself, and they shall declare my praise. Hallelujah. And so God is saying in this hour, he's saying, don't remember the former things. Because they hold you back. They keep you up on that springboard jumping. I'm going to jump in a minute. I'm going I'm to believe. I'm going to get in faith. And it keeps you doing the same thing over and over and over until you don't want anything else. You're worth thin. Amen. But God will bring you out. Amen. He'll bring you out into your new destiny. We're operating at a higher level of maturity. If nothing else, now let me tell you how the devil, well, the devil will make you say or make you think you've been wasting all these years. But you tell the devil, look devil, maybe I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I'm operating at a higher level of intelligence. <laughs> I'm operating at a higher level of maturity. I know more now. Amen. I understand more now than I used to understand. Therefore, I will receive that which God has for me. Amen. And the Bible says that God will restore the years that the locust and the canker worm and the palmer worm has stolen. He restores everything that you lost, even if it was your fault. 
You don't think God can read you? He made us. He know we didn't know what we were doing and we were hard-headed and didn't listen and wasted a whole bunch of years. But guess what? God says, I will restore those years. And, and a matter of fact, I'll restore their strength and their youth. I'll restore everything just so they can enjoy what they prolonged because of fear. I'll fix it where they, they enjoy it, when they get it, because they understand now. Amen. That's why it's so important to agree with the word. Even if you don't understand it, this note, the Bible didn't say anything about you've got to understand before you agree. But you say yes. Amen. Say yes to God. Hallelujah. So we're operating at a higher level of maturity. And it's a new way to live. Amen. It's a new paradigm. Hallelujah. God has taken us out of the old way of thinking into a new paradigm or a new way to live, a new way to think, a new way to live. It's, it, the old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So do you see what God sees? It's the question we need to ask. Do you see what God sees? If you don't see what he sees, then get back in your word and get your mind renewed. Amen. Do you hear what God hears? Amen. If not, you know, because we walk by faith and not by sight. And so if you don't hear and see what God sees, get in your word. Renew your mind. Amen. Because a new walk of victory is here. A new vision. Hallelujah. So go back and look again. Do it seven times. Go back and look seven times like Elijah's servant. Amen. Go back and look with spiritual eyes this time. First time, second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. He wasn't looking with spiritual eyes. But the seventh time. He went back. He looked through the eyes of faith. Amen. And so this is what we need to do. Go back and look again. And see, don't you see all of your blessings blowing in this wind? This is the wind of faith. And so go back and look again. And see what you see. Do you see with God's eyes? And do you hear with his ears? Hallelujah. Take another look and look again and see what you see. Do you see all the promises of God? Do you see that they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus? Do you see that with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible? Do you see with the eyes of God? Or do you see like the servant when he went out the first time? I don't see anything. Go back. I don't see anything. We'll go back. But on the seventh time, I see a hand as, as small as a man's hand. I see it coming out of the water. And then it began to, began to cloud up and get dark. And the rains came. Well, what was the difference? He saw with spiritual eyes. Amen. And he saw what God. And it's the same thing with, for anything that we get from God. You've got to see with spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Kings and read that. And let's make it real. Hallelujah. 
1 Kings 18. Praise the Lord. First Kings 18. And I'm not going to read all of it because it's, it's a lot. So let's start in one. It says, Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, the son of Elah, what is that, Elah, king of Israel. Am I? I'm sorry. I knew that was wrong. I'm in second Kings. Sorry about that. First Kings. 18. And it came to pass, after many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elisha in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Amen. In other words, go confront Ahab, and I will send rain. Amen. Hallelujah. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. And Ahab had called Obadiah, he was the governor, who was in charge of his house, and now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. Amen. For so it was, while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah had taken 100 prophets and hidden them 50 to a cave and had fed them with bread and water only. And Ahab said to Obadiah, Go into the land to all the springs of water and to the brooks, perhaps to make we may find grass to keep horses mules alive, that, there, that we will not have to kill any livestock hallelujah amen so it says in verse one let's go back it says and it came to pass after many days so yes can you tell yourself after many days of waiting that it's coming to pass see god is speaking to us all the time and it came to pass after many many days God is telling the reader here that it will come to pass after many days. Why? Because it is so. Because it's already written. It's not just talking about this situation. It's talking about you and me and whatever we're going through. And it came to pass. How do we know? Because we see with God's eyes and we hear with his ears. Amen? Hallelujah. And we know. How do we know? Because we've been declaring. Amen. So it came to pass after many days. And yes, you can tell yourself after many days of waiting, praying and declaring that it's your season of rain. God is sending rain on the earth. Now can you declare it? Because that's where the test is. The test, your test of faith is can you and will you declare it? Well, I don't feel with, this is not a faith, it's not a feeling. Faith is not a feeling. Amen? Faith is a knowing. It's an action. When you believe it, you do something about it. You say, you declare. You start to declare. Rain is coming. My rain is coming. Finally, 
It's coming. After many days, it's coming. It's here. Hallelujah. Can you, in a sense, can you declare it? Can you envision it? Amen. So Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? Let's drop down to verse 21. It says, And Elijah came, and this is talking mostly about Elijah's Mount Carmel victory, you know, where he went head to head with the, the prophets of Baal and the prophets of God. So it says, And Elijah in 21 came to all the people and said, How long will you falter? Or how long will you halt? Or how long will you stop? How long will you think? How long will you compare two opinions? How long will you halt between two opinions? But if Baal, but if Baal is the most high God, follow him. In other words, stop riding on the fence. Amen. Quit pretending. Amen. But the people answered him, not a word. Then Elisha said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men to one. Therefore let them give us two bulls and let them choose the bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. And then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of our Lord. And the, and the God that answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well. It is well spoken. Well, you know how people are. They're always standing on the sidelines with an opinion. Amen. So in other words, Elijah was calling for a showdown between God and Baal and we know who won don't we hallelujah the drought was <laughs> was a result of Ahab's Ahab's failure to acknowledge God but instead of allowing all Israel to be what he did instead of going to God trusting in his word that he will send the rain what he did was allow the people to submit and be seduced by Jezebel's power amen and they worship Jezebel and so uh, Elisha was saying how long will you be seduced by devils and lies human reasoning brings you nothing but the Bible says nothing is impossible with God amen so why do we why don't we trust in him? We know he's the true and powerful God. We know that Jezebel's power is, is is done by seduction and manipulation. So why do we trust in that more than we trust in the honorable God, the God of all wisdom? God of all the God of all. Amen. So uh, uh, let's go to 20, let's see, 20, let's go to verse 27. 
It says, And so it was at noon that Elisha mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating, or he's busy, or he's on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. See, false gods are dead. They can't hear and they can't help. So he was mocking them. 28, so they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom with knives and laces until the blood gushed out of them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Amen. See, the devil had tore it down, and they repaired it. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, uh, large enough to hold two seats of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill your water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice of the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. They did it a second time, and he said, Do it a third time, and they did it a third time. So the water ran around the altar, and he also filled a trench with water, and it came to pass. Hallelujah. See, when you follow instructions of God, it always comes to pass. Well, I didn't think God ain't paying you to think. He's paying you to obey him. See, that was Naaman's, was Naaman, that was his problem. He, he said, there's plenty of other clean bodies of water I can dip in. Why do I have to dip in this dirty, muddy Jordan? See, that's reasoning. God don't pay us to, if it don't make sense, do it anyway. That's why most people don't obey instructions. They don't obey God's instructions. They don't obey yours because they think they know everything. Well, see, that's not what I was told. Well, what did the leader tell you? What did the pastor tell you to do? But see, human reasoning in other words, everybody's smart. See, let me just give you a hint. This is what I found out years ago. God don't talk to everybody. He talks to the head. He honors leadership. And he talks to the head. He is not going to talk to you and you way under here. Like first, second, third, and you about the eighth age in the eighth age bracket in the church. He ain't talking to you. It may be a good idea. But he's still not, and even if it works, he's not going to honor it because it didn't come from him. But people still want to do what they want to do. And then they they put the leadership in a position where you they make you feel like you ought to shut up and go sit down somewhere. Because they know more than you. It don't work like that. It's just like the max people that work for him, that he gets a lot of college kids. Uh, this has been going on for maybe about five years. And they have a master's degree in a lot of different things. And he tells them to do something. Well, I'm not doing that. I have a master's degree. He's saying, here, you don't have a master's degree. He said, it don't work in here like that. See? 
if if that's what you you want to back up on that, then go somewhere where that's honored, not honored in the steel plant. <laughs> in the stupid, but that's what people think, and it's just not. God doesn't work like that. He honors headship. Amen. And we know he's not a liar. Amen. So where was I? 40? And let's go to 40. It says, Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. And they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and he executed them. End of story. Amen. (laughs) amen so take your eyes off the natural put them on the supernatural amen then Elijah said to Ahab go up eat drink for there is the sound of abundance of rain hallelujah there's a sound of abundance of rain Praise God. Let's go to 43. Did I read 43? Nope. And in 43, it says, Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud. Well, let me read when he sent the servant down. First, uh, oh, I wasn't reading 43 anyway. 43 said to his, to his, to his servant, Elisha says, Go up now. Look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small of a, as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops, stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain, so Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going to read anymore. You You know the story, and if you don't, you can... You can read it yourself. Hallelujah. But God wants us to know that that voice that lies to you is a false God, just like the one that couldn't do nothing, couldn't cook the meat, couldn't turn it, couldn't do nothing, couldn't answer. Couldn't answer because it's a dead God. But this is the thing. Dead gods always try to manipulate your mind. But can they do anything for you? Uh Uh-uh. Just dead with lies. Amen. And this is why God told, um, what's his name? Um, What's his name? To prophesy to the dead bones. Ezekiel. This is why he told him, because those bones were dead. They weren't worth nothing. And he said, you prophesy to the dead bones. And speak life into them. See, we have life in us. Amen. Dead, false gods are dead and they can't do. And we have power. They don't. They don't have any power. 
So come out of your old way of thinking. Come out of your old way of thinking. Because it's dead. It's from a liar, a person that is dead, kills, steals, and destroys. So all he can do is make you think something in some sort of way when it really ain't. And so what he does is suggest. He suggests things to you. You have to fall for it. Or you have to tell him to get lost. Amen. And start to renew your mind in the word. Amen. Because we're Abraham's seed. We're heirs to the promise. This is why you can have whatsoever you say. This is why it's already done. Because it's already laid up for you. Amen. So we don't have to listen to that voice that tells us it'll never happen or it's been too long or look how long it's been and all this. Those, those, that voice is coming from a dead God. A dead God that has no power. Amen. And if he can keep you either feeling like you don't want it or you can't get it, then he can say that your, your God doesn't have power. Your God is a liar. And we know it's already done. Amen. Abraham's seed and heirs to the promises of God. So we are in covenant with God. God doesn't break a covenant. There's so many ways you can look at this and know that you know that you know that God is faithful. Amen. Being Abraham's seed entitles us to every promise in the Bible. Amen. So how long will you be caught between two opinions? Because remember, the devil is a liar. But how long will you be caught between two opinions? Amen. We need to be learned. We need to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. Listen to the Spirit of God. Incline our ears unto the sayings of God. Amen. And stop reasoning. We must learn to be. To receive what God has for us. To tap in to the power of God. To jump in to the winds that are flowing. Amen. The new winds of the Lord that carries everything that we need. And it's coming past us. It's been coming. It's been coming. God will send it back to try to catch you. So jump in. Dive in. Jump off the springboard. And stop wasting more time amen stop going back reviewing your past follow-ups because god doesn't care amen hallelujah he's removed them as far if you repented they're, they're gone amen let's go to romans 8 hallelujah almost done praise god the winds of the spirit that's where your answer is 8 verse 5 my little buddy Avis is not here to hand me her <laughs> oh man but it says something like those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh and those that set their minds of the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit or something. But ultimately to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Did I get a little bit of it? 
Amen. So God wants to transition us into our destiny. That's what the winds are for. Amen. But we must have a renewed mind. If your mind is not renewed, you ain't going nowhere. You're not going to believe it today because you didn't believe it 30, 15 years ago. So there must be some kind of change to take place. Amen. Amen. Because we're new creations in Christ. So it can be done. We're renewed. We're redeemed. We've been bought and paid for. So we don't have to stay in the same mindset. We can change at any time. This is a time of miracles, so don't miss out. Time of breakthrough in every area of your life. God is releasing more power to his prophetic gifts. He's releasing more talents, giving new assignments, promotions, jobs, medical miracles, healings and deliverances. But will we receive them? God will give us our expected end. He'll give us a future and a hope according to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Hallelujah. Let's see if I can find that right quick. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Hallelujah. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you saith the Lord. And these are for the, this is really for those who don't believe in God's redemptive plan. Don't believe that God has forgiven us and set us free from all unrighteousness. He says, I know the thoughts. I know my thoughts that I have toward you. He says, um, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope and expect it in. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Amen. And this was Israel's hope. Amen. This was Israel's hope. Let's see. Where am I at here? And it says, um... Then I read, and I will be found by you. You will search for me with all your heart. Now, this is saying a lot. Search. You do everything. Everything has come from your heart. Because, see, we can manually search for God. Well, I did my 20 minutes in my word. That's not what God wants you to do. He wants you to follow him and desire him like a deer pants for water, like you are thirsty for him. And he wants you to follow him with all of your heart because change starts in your heart. It don't start in your flesh. It doesn't start in your negative thinking. It starts in your heart. Amen. He says, I'll give you a future and a hope. When you call him, then you'll call on me. And go away and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you'll seek me and find me and search for me with all your heart. In other words, you'll follow after me. And I will be found by you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. Amen. Amen. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you to a place 
from which I caused you to be carried away captive. In other words, I'll take you back to the original plan, the way it was in the garden. Amen. And what did he say in the garden? Subdue it. Take dominion. Take ownership over the whole world. I gave you power in the garden. And he says, I'll turn it back to the original plan. But all you got to do is seek me with your heart. No more head knowledge. No more, I know everything. He don't care about that. He, he wants what's in your heart. Because when you have somebody's heart, you have all of them. Amen. Amen. Search them with your whole heart. When you search something with your heart, you're in hot pursuit with an earnest intensity to seek him. Amen. And there's coming a new wind of the spirit, and it's called a suddenly, or like a suddenly. Heard about the suddenly seasons? Well, that's what we're talking about, the new wind. Hallelujah. And it's a new supernatural thing that is happening to the body of Christ where all we have to do is prophesy to this prophetic wind of the Spirit and command the winds to release your goods in Jesus' name. See, this wind is making it very easy for us. Hallelujah. So we prophesy to the wind. I think we got that in a prophecy a, a, a way back. Prophesy to the wind. Amen. Hallelujah. Obey instructions of God and prophesy to the north, south, east, and west because we have to break through. Psalm 135.7 says to praise him and bring the wind out of his treasures or out of his storehouse. See, in other words, there's things laid up for us and there's rain pouring out of the north. So in other words, when you prophesy to the wind, it has to empty out your stuff. The storehouses are full of your stuff. Amen. We have, this is, this is just truth, how it's done. Psalm 78, 26, if you write that down, talks about the east winds. It blew into heaven. No lives were lost. So the east wind was like a total, had total control and safety acts twenty-seven thirteen says the south wind blew softly amen and the northeast winds blew violently but we didn't we didn't i believe the violent winds take care of the enemy our enemy the enemy of our soul taken care of by the north wind the violent wind but i know god has everything set up for us to win and not lose I don't care how long it's been. It doesn't matter to God. See, God sees us fixed, not broken. He sees us wealthy and not poor because this is what he has for us. He sees us healed and not sick because this has already been ordained for us. And so we have to start seeing ourselves in the same way. 
we need to understand and know that we're no longer sick, but we are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. We are uh, we are heirs to the promises. Therefore, we speak them out because we know that they already belong to us. So we're not trying to get anything to happen. It's already happening. God's already done that. All we need to do is believe it, speak it, and then we'll receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. So why don't we stop? Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. Amen. Amen.